G'day, g'day. Welcome to episode 35 of the Shit Dad Podcast, where we hear fatherhood experiences through the eyes of average Aussie blokes. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five and seven year old. And if they ever ask me for one of those dirty mullets I keep seeing at school pick up every day, I'm putting them up for adoption. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll disown them as a, as a friend, father as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm Dave, uh, father of two beautiful girls, almost three-year-old and a three-week-old, and it's actually only just dawned on me today, lads, that I need a man cave because I'm surrounded by women. Even my pets are females. I'm oh, fucked. no. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> Couple of bitches out in the backyard. <laughs> so, so, fuck, boys, please come help me. I need, I need a man cave fucking stat. <laughs> yeah. Well, we live close enough to find a, a little pocket somewhere and just put some manly stuff in there because yeah. I don't think in Griffin you're going to find many um, much room in those little houses for nah, a man cave. Not at all. I'll just probably have to build an attic on. <laughs> uh, g'day, guys. I'm Cam, father to a three-and-a-half-year-old, uh, almost two-year-old. And uh, I've had We Don't Talk About Bruno stuck in my head all day. Oh, yeah. No, no. That song is the devil. Like, I, I reckon, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I guess today probably hasn't heard it yet, but you don't want to. Just hold off as long as you can. <laughs> oh, I haven't even heard it. Oh, nah. Oh. <laughs> Stand by. Keep going. <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. Oh, awesome. um, I've got an important question for the dads out there. Have you sorted your gift for Mother's Day yet? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, for the record, say yes, but no. <laughs> your missus doesn't listen, mate, so you're sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah. My mum does and I haven't. No, I'm sorry, mum. <laughs> well, just uh, we're going to help you out. If anyone has forgotten or hasn't got there yet, uh, if you need a bit of inspiration, why not get her a hoodie from Smashing Fibers 40% off? Uh, this is their mm. new titanium hoodie. Uh, the guys have it on the website right now. No code required at all. Just jump on, get 40% off, and there's your Mother's Day sorted. That's exciting. By the nice. end of the show, I think there's three purchases, yeah. maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Do you, ever got, do you guys ever get caught out by uh, you know, the old trick where like you have to get them a present, but then also, oh, the kids have to get them a present? No. No, no. Not at all. Oh, no. So I'm getting stitched up. Yeah. 100% you are. Yeah, yeah. The kids get the present. I pay for it, but the kids get the present. I'm not getting them anything. It's Mother's Day. It's I think not- I'm made of money. I've got to pay for my own mum's present. <laughs> get in the sea. Oh, that's good. All right, guys. Should we kick it off with some dad jokes? Always. Should actually, before we do, Camo, should we um, yeah. see if uh, our guest today has a bit of an intro for himself? You heard our couple at all, or you reckon you can go off? Oh, here I'll give it a crack. See what happens. Uh, g'day, everyone. Uh, Brendan Hall, drawing you here. Father of a four and a half month old. Don't quote me on that. I'm not very good with numbers, even though I should be able to count laps. Um, and I do have an idea for Mother's Day. You just ask your wife for a list for the whole year, and then you just keep picking off the list. Oh, and each important day comes around this is a dad hack and a half like husband dad everything hack that's epic (laughs) also you've you've also got dad points there for not knowing your kid's age even though she's like he's only like four and a half months i can't even remember my own age (laughs) we did hear that story about how you how you uh link your graduation date to to your mate's name with ben 10 so yeah yeah. Yeah, that's true that's true makes it easy to remember Dad jokes. Yes. Yes. Let's jump in. Camo, you're up. Start us off. All right. What did the mother broom say to the baby broom? No. It's time to go to sweep. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solid effort. That's ultimate, eh? That's up there. All right. What did the baker say to the cupcake with no icing? Muffin, he just ate it. Shit. I'm hoping we'll, we'll give that one. Oh. <laughs> All right, um, boys. What goes in hard and dry but comes out soft and wet? Oh. <laughs> Chewing gum, you grubs. Get your mind out of the gutter. 
Strong. That's your best one yet, Dave. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Had a bit of time today. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got yourself a log of dad jokes yet, Brendan, or you? No, I'm still uh, still letting still the go a little bit. So here and there, I crack one every now and then, but it's it's more got to do with like me missing a limb. So at the moment, I can't really remember. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Feel free to throw one of them in at any time. <laughs> Well, on that note, look, um, listeners, we're absolutely thrilled here to have um, an absolute champion, a three-time Paralympian gold medalist, Com Games gold medalist, recipient of the Order of Australia medal, and recently he's probably his greatest achievement of finally joining the shit dark community. So, Brendan Hall, welcome. Thank you very much for coming in, mate. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. I hope I got those numbers right. Yeah, no, they're all right. They're yeah, short, sweet, to the point, and correct. So oh, those numbers it. you can count. Nailed it. <laughs> gold. That's what I look. My all my writing's in gold too. So it's fucking perfect. <laughs> all my writing. What are you talking about? We don't have a script. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I need a script. <laughs> good memorization. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. So what do you do with yourself, Renan? Uh that's a great question as well. Um, I am obviously I've been swimming for like the last almost. I've been on the team since 2008. Uh, I was one of the youngest guys on the swim team, Paralympic swim team then. And obviously I was trying to finish school at that point. Um, became super obsessed with sports science and uh, how to get people to swim faster, all that sort of stuff, how you move through the water. Was super obsessed with that. So I was like, oh, I'll become a sports scientist so I can try and get back on teams later in life. And so I was like, went on to uni to my sports science degree and then about halfway through that when I was in one of the physio joints that I go to all the guys there were really good they're like oh if you decide to do a real degree we'll you know we'll think about <laughs> real degree <laughs> we'll think about giving you a you know proper proper role and I was like no don't, don't do that that's like putting the you know carrot on the stick in front of me and if you tell me to do something I'll go on for the challenge and tackle it and so yeah now right now I'm currently studying to become a physiotherapist and I'm just over halfway through and hopefully by the time swimming's finished and I'll be a qualified physiotherapist and work my way back onto teams that way. Now, I've got something, um, like a bit of advice for you there, Brendan, because what are you, 28? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So even the minute you tick over 30, I reckon the next day everything just starts hurting all of a sudden. So <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure I'm already like that. You're already there? Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. I was going to ask you later on what, uh, what three Olympics does to your body, but... Um, yeah, if you can come up with a way, a sports science way for us post-30-year-olds and onwards, obviously the 50-year-olds are going to be going, oh, shut up, you young bastard. <laughs> to stop hurting after everything, then you will be a rich, rich man. Well, at the, this point in time, I do know that ice works very, very well, but I've also learned over the last two years that that only works if you have a higher percentage of body fat I recently lost quite a lot over the last two years and yeah. um, ice baths or ice don't do me any good at just, all. You just get hypothermia? <laughs> yeah, literally within two minutes I'm shivering in one hour. So, <laughs> On a good note, us three will be okay. <laughs> me, Cam and Dave will be fine. Well, so in other ways, I've got to work on my dad body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just won't fit your ice bath, mate. It'd be too lean for us. <laughs> mate, look, um, obviously you just mentioned young fella, about four and a half months old now. You want um, I guess tell us about that journey too. You know, any any hiccups along the way of the pregnancy, mate, at all? Um, yeah, so Bodie joined us on the 10th of December last year. So um, I was really looking forward to that time purely because I was keen to see how the wife would go with pain because she thinks she's <laughs> the best at it. Um, but no, uh, I don't think I could have found a moment where I was like more prouder anything like literally that day I was like gold medals who gives a really shit about that yeah. and um, it was it was a little bit tough at the start we were a bit unsure um, how it was going to work not written in the sense that um, my wife had polycystic ovaries and so it was kind of a bit of a hit and a miss for a while and so we sort of went down the route of like alright well, let's try one way first before we get to that whole you know um, question of IVF and all that sort of stuff so Thankfully, everything where we went and saw Seatel and it started to work out for us and eventually it happened. And yeah, for me, it was a, it was fun experiencing all the, like, the emotional highs and lows of the, the pregnancy roller coaster. And uh, yeah, to this day, I'm still astounded at how they managed to do that for nine months and, you know, 
Uh, mm. The fact that we're still alive after those nine months <laughs> yeah. as well. And yeah, on the day, it was um, something you don't, you don't really, you go through it in your mind and having studied exercise science and halfway through physio, I've got a good grip on how the body works, how anatomy works and how what the gist of the female system does. So I was like, okay, I should be quite prepared, but then you like, you witness it and it it's completely different to what you just read in a textbook. Um, so yeah, uh, the hardest part for me was that like once it was done, there was a few times where uh, I was like really nudging my wife, Brittany, and it was like, like I'm like, really enjoying this moment. And then, but I think it was just, she finally like got to the end of it and was just like, oh, her blood pressure was dropping, heart rate was dropping. I was like, hey, hey, come come back, come back for a minute. And um, yeah, like, so it was probably about three times that that happened. And I was like, so I was she was just, losing just unsure yeah. what to do. Like yeah. I'm there yeah. as to support her. And at the same time, I'm like, um, is there a professional doing something to check this? And so she was losing consciousness. She, yeah, she was zoned, like completely zoned out, losing oh, consciousness. Right. She doesn't remember any of it. Well, um, yeah. But yeah, like there was a good time where I literally probably gave her a good old shove, literally almost pushing her off the bed just to try and get yeah. her back and talking to yeah. me. But like, you know, the minute I went and got her some food and some chocolate, perfect. Yeah. She was good to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, so for me, that was the, the hardest part, I think, because not only had, you know, Bodhi arrived and all that, but like my best friend, my partner and the person who I was like most concerned about at that point in time in the room because everyone's looking after the little fella and, you know, making sure, doing all the checks on him. So he's got a million people over him. And it's just like, we're just there. And you're like, well, what are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to make sure she's good. And so that was what probably hit me the hardest on the day. But now we're, uh, you know, clean sailing and um, learning parenthood as we yeah. go. <laughs> nice. It's, yeah, it's constant learning. Right? It was, I'm, number, number two at three weeks in and I'm, I'd think back and I'm like, shit, is this, like, wait, what do I do again? Like, um, you know, the birth experience was probably a little bit different because we, you know, new lads could probably, you know, testify to this. You kind of knew what was coming. Like, it's always different. But at least it's a little bit, you know, you're in that birth suite a little, you know, oh, and like me, myself, I found myself a little bit more pushy with the midwives too. I'm like, nah, we're doing this kind of now. Like the first time though, I was just like sitting in the corner going, what can I do? Yeah. You know, what can I do? <laughs> Should I be in here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah. But mate, no, that's, yeah, pretty, that's, it's pretty full on. But um, I guess too, with, you know, your intense training, you know, I'm sure, you know, listeners will probably not understand that you're going through. Um, how do you overcome the stresses of being a new dad? Oh, uh, it's it's like I was a bit unsure how everything would kind of balance, I guess, just because I, I know that it's quite tough in those first few weeks and you got to learn to, like, juggle everything. And um, I was trying to make sure I was there for her, I was there for him, but then I was also trying to make sure I was still getting some sort of sessions in the pool the funny thing is like it was, he was born on the 10th of december and uh queensland state championships start on the 11th of december and i start racing on like the 13th of december and so we were in, hosp <laughs> we were in hospital until the 12th of december <laughs> and i went racing on the 13th of december just to sort of see how i was going see whether i wanted to continue racing um post tokyo and uh you know kind of surprised myself a little bit and still f found that I had a little bit of mongrel within me and I was like, oh, yeah, look, I'm probably going to have to keep racing, kind of, which means I'm going to have to keep training yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the best part of it, she's, she wasn't going to let me just stop that and, like, become a dad. Like, she won't let me stop it until I'm ready to stop it and, uh, like, thankful for her every day for me, allowing me to be able to do that. And I was like, well, the first few weeks, I was like, literally living off three hours to sleep and you know making sure that everything was ready to go for her and uh all the baby stuff was body stuff was ready all these bottles were ready all that stuff like clean everything so that her job was like really easy and so i stretched myself thin here and there but then for some reason i reckon i over that christmas break i probably had like some of the best sessions of my life off three hours sleep i don't know how i did it but it's just something that i was just able to go to the water and sort of escape for a little bit and then come back refreshed even though there was that limited amount of sleep and so like i'm still doing that now and 
still love everything about it. But I think that's for me. I'm like, oh, this you know, this kid's fun. It's yeah. challenging, and I think that's why I'm loving it so much because me personally, I love a good challenge. So the whole thing for me is just this one massive challenge that the whole point of it make sure the kid stays alive. And <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the world's biggest so I challenge. Think, I think if I can nail that, we should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all listeners out there, number one rule, <laughs> make sure that kid survives. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Mate, you were talking about um, obviously how full on it is. Um, your support network. Obviously, you, you've spoken about your wife it's unbelievably highly as, as all three of us do, you know, because they're, they're our rocks too. You know, they do everything, but... Do you have another support, you know, family or friends around you that kind of help you guys out as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm lucky that we've got, like, really close family on either side, like her side and my side. They're always offering to, like, help out where they can and that sort of stuff. And really thankful for my coach. You know, he's been with him for, like, since 2012 and he's experienced. Um, he's also a dad of two, so he sort of knows what's what's required and so he's like offered a lot of support and help here and there and he knows that like if something is going on like he's like who gives a crap about something you know family's more important so he sort of pretty much knows what's the most important thing in life and at the end of the day swimming's not going to be here forever um and i know that and i've i've it took me till post tokyo to sort of come to that realization and it's now like well swimming's like it's kind of my hobby I'm just really good at it. <laughs> uh, my priority now is making sure I get through my degree to get a job to help support my family, and that's that's the most important thing to me. You're stretching yourself pretty thin, but you're still managing it somehow. That's unreal. <laughs> it's ama- it, it is. That's unbelievable. And it's great to hear that you got support. We, we talk about it all the time. Community. Boys, yeah. Yep, it, it takes that community. Um, you mentioned, you know, before the show that, you know, your, your in-laws are there about to fly off, obviously, somewhere else. So, you know, that, that community that's there for, for, you know, you and all of us. So it's great to hear. Um, for the listeners, what about the um, change in the relationship with your wife when Bob came along? Did anything drastically change or different yeah. styles? Yeah, I think a little bit. We do have that conversation every now and then um, when the, uh, the grandparents are just looking after him and we're just like, oh, we miss each other. We like we miss like we used to be like every weekend off adventuring somewhere, climbing some mountain, going on some hike. In other words, me being dragged up some mountain or dragged up some <laughs> hike. <laughs> 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 but um, and then like being told, oh, it's only like you know four k, and then you get to the end of it, and I was like, that's eight k. I was like, what? What were the goes with that? But um, so there and go to the beach, go surfing, relaxing, all that sort of stuff together, and going out to dinner and enjoying just each other's company for you know the evening it's so we kind of miss each other but now we also like we miss each other but we can't imagine doing anything without Bodhi at the same time so it's like we kind of trying to just work out that balance I guess of how can we sort of find a way back to our old selves but find a way to like do it as a family I guess and we're slowly getting better and better at it and I think you know probably halfway through almost halfway through the year but hopefully by the end of the year we'll be you know back on track and well not necessarily that we're off track but yeah just sort of back to our normal selves and doing what we used to do every weekend and and whenever we had free time it's all about not being too um strict with your routine hey like yes. if you you can't just not do something because oh buddy's got to have a sleep you can have a sleep yeah. in the car you know sleep like in the car mate. Yeah. like nap in the car he's um yeah. becoming a pro napper like oh if you know we're driving down the road for 20 minutes i'm one who will just like i hate driving i prefer to be in the passenger seats and, and my wife is perfectly fine with that because she wants to drive everywhere so um you know that's weird. 20, 20 minutes down the road I'm out. Like, nice. I'll have a quick nap. And <laughs> so if, like, you know, we're driving home from the coast or driving up to the coast, like, Bodie and I will just be, like, completely out. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are in the back seat having yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, what the hell? Like, a wife that wants to drive somewhere, let's just she give her a she, round of applause. She really trust my driving. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's fine. That's an extra nap for me. An extra nap. <laughs> I mean, that's what you probably. A good dad hack. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yes. Thank you. Good. We'll put that out there. Um, 
That's that's actually awesome though. That's probably why you feel so refreshed. You know, yes, you're getting three hours at night time. Yes. Because you're getting all these like oh, twenty minute, thirty minute little naps in your car drive. Yeah, that's why he's swimming so well at the moment. He's yeah. never driving anywhere. <laughs> My wife stops it though, like she's she tried the napping early on when we were like struggling when he Bodie was napping pretty good during the day early on and I was like, All right, I'll nap now on the couch with him and I was like, All right, I'm up, you nap while He's also still napping and she'd try and do it. She'd have like 30 minutes and you'd I'd be like, I don't want to wake up with that person. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, all right, I give up on the napping game. So um, she, I don't know how she does it, but she manages to do it like nap free. So, and still do it day in and day out. Whereas I, I it's need, heroic, to be I honest. need the naps. <laughs> uh, they're, 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 yes, we know they're built different, but they just build different. Mine's a, oh, I don't know. Whereas if you know how your your missus are, but yeah. mine's the exact same. Has a nap is is worse off. Yes. Yeah. Just needs that you know not just to push through. Mine flat out refuses to nap. I'm just like no no. I'll, you go have a break. I'll because I'll, I've just come out from night or something, and I'll just lie on the bed playing yeah. FIFA or like playing on the phone, <laughs> and then I'll feel bad if I hear the kids carrying on a bit downstairs. So I'll run downstairs and be like, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. you go have a sleep. And she's like, no, I'm not having a sleep. Well, now I feel like a bag of shit, don't I? You know, like now I have to sit down here. What a <laughs> hero! <laughs> she lets you sleep. That's unreal. All right. Well, the one last one from me, Brendan, mate. Um, what about your upbringing? How has that shaped you as as a father? Oh, uh, oh that's tough. Um, I think I think because I wanted to dive into the, literally dive into the deep end with like everything. If someone because I had multiple people telling me throughout my life so you can't do that oh sorry you're not going to be able to do that like you wake up in hospital you're constantly told no you can't do that sorry oh you might not walk again oh you know you might not get back to normal life and like constantly told and uh mum and dad were always really supportive and sort of not really pushed me but like would kind of just sort of mum would be definitely scared dad would be like let's give him a like let him have a go see what happens what's the worst could happen like nothing really they'd already like had the fear of losing me once so they kind of like like oh well, we can't sort of hold, let that fear take hold of us and I think it was just the fact that I could just go and try whatever I wanted to try and I, I wanted to be able to succeed at it and I just want to make sure that, that that's what I can do for Bodie and for me it's like oh you know I remember my dad doing this with me doing that with me um, taking me out in the surf, like walking me out on my boogie board, pushing me off on waves, uh, going bike riding with me, like running after me, like tap, like, and I'm just like, sometimes I'm just in my head, I'm like, I'm, I, like, I'm literally not going to be able to walk him out in a boogie board or like walk him down to the water's edge. It's it's kind of one of those things that kind of like hit me is like, am I going to be able to provide that proper father figure role for my little fella that you know my dad and my father figures in life did for me because it's just something that always sits in the back of my mind purely because of my disability and it's something that hopefully I you know I've managed to find different ways to do things throughout life hopefully I can just you know find some different ways to do that with Bodie like I was with my learning getting him into learn to learn to swim as baby splash or whatever they call it this early point my wife was like oh yeah you can get in with you and I'm like oh probably best that you get in with him at this point because let's think about it a one-legged dude you literally like walk you walk everywhere with your child in the water just think about this for a second i'm hopping in the water trying to hold Bodie up and it's just going to be up down he's he's literally going to be learning to submerge within the first three months of his life mm. probably not the best thing to be yeah. doing so it's it's kind of hard because like i wish i could be doing those moments with him but like purely for his safety at this point in time it's like we're not there at letting dad do things for a bit purely because I'm like and it's just like yeah I don't purely I have a fear of doing something wrong and hopefully I can get around that at the end you sure with your intensity you could, oh not intensity what's the word the uh you drive you, you won't yeah. have a problem with that yeah. no, I was just going to say from from our very quick chat beforehand and you know and reading up on you mate you know about your your life and you know where where you are now today I don't think you're going to have an issue at all you're going to find your way you know, with the young fella, you know, and it might be different to the way that it was with your old man, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be great for Bodie. Yeah. yeah. You know, and as I said, mate, already in this 
what have we been recording for? Oh, there you go. 25 minutes <laughs> and our 10-minute chat beforehand. Like, yeah. mate, you have a drive that, yeah, it's you know, yeah, that I wish Admirable. Yeah. Mate, um, excuse the ignorance and that. Um, so you obviously you can't get the prosthetic wet? Well, you I shouldn't. can, but okay. the thing is it's got a limit. Like, it's okay. not allowed to go. Technically, there's certain parts of it that aren't waterproof and they like would prefer that you didn't get those parts wet so it's like water resistant headphones you can sort of get them wet but you shouldn't yeah so nah, like, okay. uh, pretty, excuse say, yeah. so like from my knee joint down to my foot i'm allowed to get wet yeah but there's components in the socket part of it which is which the pit that attaches to my leg that yep. technically shouldn't can get wet but shouldn't get soaked so okay. um for like the betterment of it yeah um yeah that's fair enough yeah yeah there's plenty of land-based activities that are <laughs> quite easy to do and these kids love. But like, think about it, though. Like, a kid – like, my kids went to a party on the weekend yeah. and they got a balloon. That was literally Sunday afternoon, playing with a frigging balloon, you know? Like, yeah. and all I had to do was sit on the floor and just go, boop. Yeah, like, don't, keep, don't let the balloon touch the Don't ground. let it touch the ground. That was Sunday afternoon. How good is that, you know? So, that's – fair enough. But can we um, sort of get a bit of a background on how the injury happened – yeah, disability. Sure. So, um, I'll probably at the age of six, um, I contracted chickenpox, and because of that result of the chickenpox, they caused a um, a DVT in my lower right limb, which was sort of this point where it was sort of uh, one of the main veins that were returning back to my heart, and yeah, they obviously to get rid of a, a DVT, which is a deep vein thrombosis, a clot. The doctors obviously give you blood thinners. And they try to remove that clot. And in, in that first process of trying to remove the clot, um, somehow I'm not 100% sure of the facts here. I'm just, you know, recounting what mum and dad told me in those intense times that they lost me for about 27 and a half minutes. So I was probably in cardiac arrest, apparently. And so they managed, wow. they, um, they managed to get me back, thankfully, and literally went to mum and dad. And they was like, hey, this is what's happened. This is where we're going. You've got two options. We can keep trying to thin the clot and most likely risk his life again, or we can amputate through his knee and hopefully he lives a happy, as normal life as possible. And um, yeah, thankfully, mum and dad made the right decision. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have, definitely wouldn't be sitting here today and I probably wouldn't have gone on to do whatever I have done over the last few years. So awesome. And because of that, also that period i've also i lost a large majority of my hearing as well so i'm like fully deaf in my right ear and like got like 30 percent hearing in my left ear so i'm like largely deaf which has been quite helpful to get me through the sleep during the night yeah for sure <laughs> yeah it'd be good for the, the, the carrying on of the kid even if you can hear a young fella Maybe with the Oh, the missus as well. <laughs> Sorry. No, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Selective hearing yeah, at its best. At its finest, exactly. That's awesome. Well, um, hey, yeah. that's, a, that's a tough uh, position for your parents to have been put in. You know, no parent would want to have to make a choice like that. Yeah, I, uh, like even now, like being at this age and realizing uh, what they did and now having a child of my own, like I could not imagine, like, making that decision for my child with without talking to them first and like the, the this whole thing was like my parents really didn't have a choice they couldn't talk to me and ask me like what would i prefer to do like what you like they literally had to make a life or death decision like there on the spot like instantly uh, as to whether they were going to proceed with it or not because at the end of the day they didn't really have that much time and a lot of people are like, well, don't you resent your parents for like taking that choice away for you? And, and I'm like, no, not really. I, I thank them for like what they decided and like the decision because otherwise there's no way I would have been able to go back to school mm. and find out my best mate was in my class, um, have people bring me McFlurries in hospital, afterwards, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. And, you know, go like just I feel like I became a better person because of it. And the more I, like the older I get and the hopefully the wiser I become, uh, I understand the significance and the importance of their decision. And now that I've got a youngster of my own, it's, I, can, I can fully understand how difficult that would have been for them. Yeah. 
it makes sense though, like your your outlook on life now from off the back of that, um, you know, taking on those challenges and, and looking at the positive things is obviously a direct result of that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, otherwise, for me, it's like, what is life without without challenge? Like, are you really living life if you aren't being challenged? That and so, it's kind of something that. I know I do a bunch of school tours and it, it, it sounds a bit corny here and there, but a lot of kids sometimes when I go and talk to them, they just, they've got not really any, no drive, no ambition. They don't want to like, they don't, they just keep looking for the easy route. And I'm kind of like, well, imagine it's high jump, you know, sometimes you're going to knock the bar off, but eventually you're going to find a point where you can get over the bar. It's, it's not that difficult. You just got to find a workaround. And I've mm-hmm. literally been trying to find ways to get over the bar my whole life. And, I hate like I don't really like forcing my like uh, courage or like determination on people. I prefer that people find it themselves, and they find that that passion to like want something. And I'm I'm kind of in my mind. I'm like, well, how am I going to make this appropriate for Bodie when he's growing up? Like I'm like, like I lost my leg, and then that's how I found my drive. So I've just got to like I'm like. I've got to make sure that he's being challenged enough every day once he starts to get older and realize what he's doing to make sure that he can become the best person he can become and find his own drive as well. It's a great outlook. Now, that uh, that kind of high-performance mindset, do you have any like strategies that you also use when it gets a bit hectic at home? <sighs> Not really. Uh, when it gets a bit hectic at home, I'm kind of also... We, but my wife and I were kind of both easygoing here and there. Like I do become a bit of a stress head when I'm in an exam period for uni, but uh, most of the time. So you don't cram it uh, the night before like everyone else, or? <laughs> no, I'm the wor- apparently I'm the worst. Like I'll sit there like a week out or two weeks out, and I start writing everything in a in a notebook. Literally write everything we've learnt the whole semester. And so I'm literally doing that all the way up until like the exam. So once I've finished writing everything, I just sit there every day and I read over my writing. So yeah, love it. But during that period, I don't like being spoken to or oh, like, really. Or like <laughs> if I if I'm reading at my desk and it's like wife comes in, she's like, oh, well, look at this and like look what I got. I'm like, I don't. I literally do not care. Right now. <laughs> There's more important things at stake here. I really hope you finish studying before Bodie's a toddler, eh? Because you are not getting that. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Or a couple of locks on your door. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but yeah, most when it gets a bit hectic at home, where my wife and I just kind of enjoy just like you know, you got to have no expectations at that point. I think you, your whole my whole perception of life has kind of changed now, and you just got to got to go with the flow sometimes, and that's the way it. It works, um, and that's the approach that I took like two weeks ago when it was racing at trials to qualify for World Champs Com Games this year. I was like, I got no expectations. I not really. I had goals. I wanted to make my last this is my last Com Games team. Um, I was like that. Other than that, that's it. Anything else can happen. I don't really care. It was just a matter of going with the flow, riding the wave of trials, and hope for the best, and you know, prepare for the worst sort of thing, and. For some reason, that seemed to work really well. So, I think that's my new approach and how to tackle things in life is seems to be going all right. Yeah, we got a, a shit that uh, podcast scoop right there. It's like if for all the, the the gold medals you get at the next Com Games, it's because of that attitude. Yeah, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> and last one for me, mate. What's uh, what's been your favourite part of being a dad so far? Oh, that's tough. Uh, my favourite part of the moment is the fact that I haven't been able to shit on yet, so that's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, my favourite part, I reckon. Touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, it'd probably have to be like coming uh, coming home after training now, and now at the point where he like realises who you are coming into the room and um, saying hello to him, and you know. Like, get a bit of a smile and a chuckle and it's like yeah okay you know it's not just my wife there and like I went swimming up at my little bar on Monday it's just a weird random story and I got out after swimming uh, doing my like hour and a half session up at my little bar and got out my wife my wife and Brady was just standing there and I thought that was like the best 
visual image ever to kind of like I was just getting out doing a session in the water and I like that was pretty important to me but awesome I think also changing I early on I was um I got really surprised with what I called the trifecta of doing the nappy change where I was <laughs> we're doing a nappy change and it was something that I really enjoyed and it was doing a, a change for the number two and then we're we're mid change and we get a high jet stream directed towards you and then a little and then uh, while you're trying to dodge the high the high jet stream all of a sudden it just comes out of the out of the mouth up top and so then you're trying to wipe the face while dodge the high jet stream at the same time while wipe the bum so um and I, I yeah it was that, I thought that was hilarious but it's kind of like gross but I thought it was the best thing ever the trifecta I like it <laughs> if you haven't had the trifecta as a dad you you haven't been a dad <laughs> mate um I, I think we'll talk about now something that we all talk about on every episode but um probably not as required with you person your personal experience but maybe more your advice to the average punter dad bods first of all how often do you train oh god uh so i train like what 10 9 to 10 times a week in the water and then two to three gym sessions a week yeah, recovery self-recovery at home on top of all that so yeah wow like almost like anywhere between 26 to like 35 hours a week of swimming and training and probably stretch it to 40 if you count everything else so safe to say <laughs> the difference between me and an olympic athlete is about 39 hours but of training so <laughs> you're caught what we go uh, the weekend warrior yeah yeah definitely i'm happy to have that label that's the way to go it's the way to be <laughs> Um, and so what we, we talk about the physical side of things um, but I think what we should probably hone in on now is like your mental escape um, what what would you do when things haven't got too hard at home yet obviously but apart from the, the lack of sleep thing but when things get a bit hectic even before Bodhi what, how, how did you sort of escape that how do you sort of switch off and um, it literally physical activity yeah okay yeah. Um, you're too knackered to, to worry about anything else yeah it's <laughs> kind of just been like when I woke up in hospital I wanted there was three things that I wanted I wanted to know if my best mate was going to be um, in my class going into grade two uh, I wanted to know if someone could bring me a McFlurry purely because hospital food was pure shit back then <laughs> I think it still is now and McFlurry's just epic it's yeah. just, it was like it, it was his like, ice cream chocolate like what more could you want yeah. um, as a six year old in hospital and then the third thing was I just wanted to get back in the water something was driving me to internally just I wanted to get back in the water how quickly could I didn't care if I wanted to swim or anything like that I just wanted to be in the water and yeah. escape and for me that's that's my escape like if, if I lived at the up the coast I would literally be my escape would be walking down to the beach going out for a surf or body surf or anything to do with the water because all of a sudden once I'm out there like when there's no expectations no goals no nothing all the weight just sort of disappears and I can kind of just shut off from everything and it's just that serenity of yeah. being on your own out there or it's something that I really enjoy and it's kind of why I, you know, I love getting in the water because it's my time to just sort of shut off from the world and just do something that I, that I literally love doing. Awesome. So um, being a swimmer, it's such a low-impact sort of um, exercise. You you wouldn't – how do you go about recovery? Is, that, is swimming in itself like – like you just have a recovery session of swimming or do you have other sort of ways to recover as well? Yeah, so we have literally like swimming, it's tough. It can be tough. Um, like I've changed it up a little bit this season and I've like decided I wanted to do all the stuff with the open water squad and they do like, you know, anywhere between 7 to 10K sessions in the water. Um, and I was like, nah, I'll give it a go. And so literally those first few weeks I was doing <laughs> – anything nothing under 8k when Bodhi arrived so I was really like grew it, like making sure I was pushing myself to the limit everywhere yeah and so now I'm kind of like back doing that at the moment and it's kind of like it's hard but like I kind of I love it like that the pain and in, in the the body sort of thing it's I don't know it's it's kind of weird it's a weird thing to sort of 
enjoy but shows you're still alive isn't it <laughs> yeah and so for me it's kind of like one session will be like really high intensity and then so like this afternoon was just like a low sort of roll through uh 8k recovery where you kind of just like roll the arms over sort of <laughs> you swim further than i run okay <laughs> so, 8k recovery just a slow <laughs> slow and 8K. then you know massage and physio and uh stretching and all that sort of stuff is like recovery so that's how i sort of get myself feeling better so a lot of us weekend warriors don't put much importance on stretching what do you uh, how much importance do you place on it well as a younger athlete absolutely jack shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this why we're so sore all the time <laughs> and then <laughs> so I was like oh, I'm bulletproof I can literally do anything and then like the last two years I you know go to get up off the couch and I make the noises of a seven year old man <laughs> yep or like go to step up the stairs and I'm like oh, oh, oh god that doesn't feel normal <laughs> and so I was like oh maybe I need a stretch and so like the last two years um, yeah stretching's kind of become a big part of my routine and like a pre-swimming warm up where I sort of do a bit of a like um, activation type stretch before it's not really stretching it's more like what you call like it's like dynamic stretching yeah, like, more like swinging legs and all that sort of stuff just swing your arms swing around your arms over yeah. like get moving a bit more like kind of like do a little bit of ballistic jumping that sort of stuff just to sort of get the body moving the joints moving the muscles like yeah. ready to go so that when I'm in the water and after it's I kind of feel better and I find that if I don't do that anymore I feel worse after swimming so it's just kind of like learning all those things but that's something that I've had to learn as a developing and aging athlete you know they tell you all this stuff when you're on the team and as a youngster you're like yeah, yeah whatever yeah. I'll remember that I'll try it maybe we we'll might do it but now I'm like no no this is, this is important I need to do it <laughs> and um, if you were going to give a weekend warrior like us three a, a any sort of advice on how to not be a fat bastard what would you say knowing that we're probably not going to put more than sort of three four hours a week in <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, guys. Come on. Well, <laughs> I'm sitting around the three-hour mark. How often do we have dessert? <laughs> oh. well, on it, night shifts. What? We call we call them the rig killers. <laughs> rig killer ice creams on a night shift. <laughs> Twice a week. Oh, if I reckon, like, you cut the dessert, you'll be fine. Done. No more rig killers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dessert. In a can. Dessert but a like can. A, pub, a pub chicken schnitty with chips and salad and like a cold one. Post race, best choice ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we should, before we do all that, just go for a race somewhere. I'm just going to do that on a Saturday. Just, Trace, just going for a race. A couple laps around the field and we'll finish <laughs> race, it and down tab. Right, straight to the pub. <laughs> yes. Pub sneaky in a couple of schooners. <laughs> How good is that? And um, so a couple of sort of wellness questions for you there, Brennan. Um, one thing Cam mentioned before, what your favourite part about being a dad is. What do you think's been the most difficult? Oh, the first two months, he wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> really? Yeah, like you try and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll hold him and interact him. But like he wasn't like, wasn't keen, like wasn't interested. They I just think, want boob in that time, don't they? At that time, I think he was like, <clears throat> so he, he became bottle fed eventually um, just for, Britt had a really severe case of mastitis and I had oh. to get her mum mum down to take her into hospital for it so we were in hospital like three weeks after Bodie was born because Britt was like on the verge of downfall again she wasn't listening to me so she went on for like antibiotics for like five days in hospital so that was fine and she was like no I can't do it so we're just gonna go bottle feeding and but I think it was during that he still Bodie was like I, I could help but um, yeah, when he was like starting to cry or stir, and like I try my ways of doing it, it just nothing like worked. And I was like, "You give him back to mum, and mum's the word, obviously." And yeah. I think for me, it was kind of like, "Well, what? You're at that point. I'm at that point. Well, what do I do for both of you? Like, I feel useless. Like, what? Are, like, what? Are, what's the point of me being here?" Um, and that for me was definitely the hardest because I'm always one who's like I find ways to sort of be involved mm. or like with my own training or my own life you know I find a workaround and that's the way it sort of goes but like there was no workaround for this I literally all I could do was sort of sit there and 
be ready for if she ever needed me and for me I was kind of like I can't like I'm not good at this like I need to help you but I mm. I have no idea how to so um, I'm trying to remember what like because in the first two months like you say they just want mum but I'm trying to remember what um, sort of lengths we went to, to to stop the crying and all that sort of stuff. And I, I think, because I told a mate the other day, I think that we tried the um, the tummy time on my tummy oh, yeah. and it seemed to work a little bit, but then, yeah, they get bored and realise you don't have working boobies. And yeah. Like you have boobies <laughs> but not working ones, so yeah. they just I throw you off. For me, eventually, it was like kind of after that two-month mark, it was like because my walk is really bouncy and not normal I it's, I had to like walk laps around the kitchen with him and then that would like slowly like calm him down I think it was just like the jolting around sort of like that feeling of like oh that, wait a minute that used to that kind of feels like what it was in like time so yeah. I was oh, like yeah. I think just like once I worked that out, I was like, far out, I'm going to be walking more than what I want to. But yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm glad I finally found something that kind of works. Nice. And uh, finally from me there, Brendan, um, your, like, what would you be your ideal family time, do you think? So you mentioned before about you trying to get back to reality of like climbing mountains and, and doing all that active stuff that your wife sort of drags you along to. But, yeah, what's your – that's probably the reality. But what's your active time – oh, well, sorry, what's your family time that's like your ideal? Yeah, so like we were like – we do that and then every other weekend we'd be at the beach for me it's just going nice. to be going to the beach I think with um, wife and Bodie and just enjoying being there as a family for like the first time and you know having fun in the sand and having fun in the water from what I can tell so far he seems to really love the water like absolutely loves bath time and loves doing his baby splash lessons so um, yeah once hopefully we get to that point where we're just being a family at the beach I think that's awesome. when I think everything will just tick all the boxes for me yeah good takes after dad nice well that that sort of wraps up the um the dad chat which that was amazing by the way we um got some really good some really good chew there for the listeners and um some some deep story where which is really good so keen to get into a bit of fun stuff yeah it's been pretty good <laughs> good little thoughts of like uh, reflecting on my last four months and how different how life has become uh but at the same time I've, i wouldn't stop it for anything in the world i think and yeah i think if i can sort of introduce him to my world as uh, a paralympic athlete and how we perform on the world stage and sort of let him know that like this is what the normal is so he grows up you know questioning everybody and questioning normal what we would consider normal society i guess like i think that and then i'll know that I've done the right thing. Mm. We need more of it, though. Definitely. So please keep pushing it. 100%. Yep, definitely. Welcome back, guys. Uh, As mentioned, we are chatting to Brendan, and we're going to get into a bit of fun stuff with our How Dad Are You quiz. So, mate, uh, if you have no idea what it's about, basically, the guys are going to rattle off some questions. Whatever comes to mind first, just say that, and uh, we'll give you a score out of 10 at the end, but we won't be too harsh on you because you're, you're a newer dad. <laughs> but just quietly, you need 7 out of 10 or you have to hand your dad card back in. Okay. <laughs> so I have to return my membership, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's the release clause. All right, so, Brendan, mate, what should a dad say... If a kid spends too long in the toilet. Hurry along, mate. <laughs> Close enough. Yep. <laughs> Give it to you. <laughs> Give it to you. Would have accepted. Would you, did you fall in? Oh. Yeah. Or are you done yet? Stop using so much toilet paper. Don't, oh, yeah. Better not get started on toilet paper <laughs> yeah, again. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Do, do not get him on it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So what should a dad do before anything? When he starts using a stud finder. You know what a stud finder is, yeah? All right, yeah. cool. Surely you're going to knock on the wall first and then you use the stud finder. That's – ooh. Yeah, that's – That's a, actually practical. That's new territory. So you, you've gone the practical way. Yeah. We've gone the dad joke way. But no, no, that's no, – yeah, I'm, 
I'll give it. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy to give points for that because it's just you're you're not losing touch with the common man. You are knocking before you need a tool. You're the using only, your practical prowess. The only reason we have the tools is because the missus is behind you going, you better not miss. Yeah. You better not miss. <laughs> no, mate, listen. It's got it. I got it. I got it, love. I swear. That's, um, that's where I um, I call my qualified shot fitter brother in. And he oh, does, nice. He, he does the job for me. Oh. Yeah. So he's the real stud. Yeah. <laughs> you are the yeah. stud finder. <laughs> <laughs> so you would hold it up against his chest and go, found one. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right, so <coughs> excuse us. When a dad ties down a load on the four-wheel drive or on a uh, trailer, what is the throwaway comment he has to make? Or secured? Oh. Surely your dad said something like this back in the day. Like he tied the trailer down, or oh, he would constantly tie the trailer down. But the thing is, like, I don't know if I heard him say anything because, like, was I really listening? No, no that's true. Nah. You don't listen to yeah. parents. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he made, He probably said it like under his breath. But I do know before. he'd stand yeah. back and be like, "Looks good." Oh, oh, so close. Yeah. No, he almost certainly would have said, "That's not going anywhere." <laughs> As he, as he gave a little twang at the, yeah. at the rope. Because Do you remember the little twang of the rope? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because we, we all know, as uh, as our previous guest mentioned, that it is scientific fact that if you don't do that, you will lose your whole load. Yep. It's That's gone. It's You've lost point. it. <laughs> all right, so ho- hopefully a young fella hasn't hurt himself too much, but when, when a young fella does hurt himself, what should a dad say to soften the blow? You'll be right. Yeah, that's yep. acceptable. Yep. Jog it off. Cut it off. Cut well, it off. Well, I also use. You haven't lost your leg yet, have you? Oh yeah, you've got the ultimate, the ultimate throwaway right there. <laughs> Did enough. you lose your leg? <laughs> no. Okay, you're right then. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's yeah. got points for that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right. And uh, when you're approaching an address in your car, you've never been there before. What is the one thing a dad must do? Turn the radio down. Yes, correct. Straight up. I don't even know know if you have to be a dad to do that, but I think that's just extra dad points. Like turning the radio, like the music down. It's like I think we're getting closer. Just yeah, yeah. I have to concentrate. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) turning the light off is obviously important as well. (laughs) Extra points if you yell at the kids in the back. Shut up. Oh, and uh, when a dad's finished mowing the lawn or doing some um, some garden work. Or you, the look on your face says that you don't do much of that. <laughs> Mate, my, my lawn is smaller than this room, so. <laughs> but when you mow it, how good does it feel? <laughs> and what do you Satisfying. do? Yeah. What should a dad do that isn't in training for a, um, a Commonwealth or Olympic Games after he's mowed the lawn or done some garden work? Crack a cold one. Yeah, correct. Ooh. That's all right. Uh, what's one way a dad can and probably should annoy their kids? You won't be at this age yet but be an embarrassment at some point yeah just being a dad just being a dad just being dad yeah, yeah. embarrass him in any way possible like yeah. walk along beside him and then just s- s- swing your arms the wrong way <laughs> or like just in I public I might just pull my leg off and hop beside him <laughs> oh, that's ultimate <laughs> <laughs> oh that's extra dad points right there okay um now, you mentioned this one before, and you've already got the point for it, but when you get up off the couch or get down onto the couch, what noise do you make? Oh, yeah, God, that was tough. Yeah. That was Definitely. my what I said the other day. <laughs> uh, and are you the chef in your house? Oh, it's 50-50. And mm, that's I'm, good. I'm probably, it's probably 75-25 at the moment, I, but I've enjoyed becoming the chef yeah. over the last year. You so. do, yeah. Fair enough. But um, it... What is one, maybe not for a four month old, I don't know, what, what's your favourite puree? But I'd probably have to say like apple, apple pear. Oh, textbook. Mm. Textbook textbook puree. It's good Throw, for you too as a dad. Throw a little little nudge of cinnamon in there. Uh, no, nah, yeah. now, now I'm just showing off. Sorry, guys. Now I'm just showing off. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like waiting yeah, yeah, for the salt point when, he get, when he gets to that because <laughs> I want to get him one and one for me at the same time. <laughs> What's a uh, what's a throw throwaway daddy dinner? What's your best daddy dinner that you think a dad should be able to make for their kid? Uh, surely bangers and mash. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, actually, Jeez. I'm gonna make that this week. I haven't thought. Forgot about that. Rissoles is a good one too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but so the rissoles aren't really the go-to in my, nah, my okay. case. It's it's bangers, bangers and mash. And mash so. nice. Spaghetti bowl. 
That seems well, pretty I'll popular. I'll leave that to the wife. Yeah, okay. She knows oh, that, so yeah. I love it. I don't touch the pasta dish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Italian enough. Uh, all right, now what is your? <laughs> <laughs> There's another group of listeners who are no longer listening to this shit, Dad. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. My Italian's getting way better. Um, so when you hang out with shit dads or guys you don't know, the missus' friends, husbands, or um, school dads in in the future. What's a good sort of conversation topic? What's the, the best th- conversation topic as a dad? Oh, well, one that my mate and I were having the other day was poo colour. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's I guess oh, that's, that's actually, toddler. Yeah, that is toddler stage. Yeah. Toddler stage dad chat. I like it because then everyone's got something. You know? he's, he's got yeah. a toddler and like, I've obviously got a young one. So we were like comparing stuff and he was telling me at that age. And I was, yeah, at this point in time, I literally got. <laughs> Don't, I don't know. Okay. Oh, well, we can't we can't take points off for that no, one. Can't. But uh, no, we, something about footy or the bloody kids or like, do you want a beer or something like that? Yeah, that footy, because- footy chat's been like the go-to probably like, for the last yeah. sort of conversation. So that was like, with my father-in-law the other day as well. So. Go the footy, yeah. Can't I go still have footy. to give that point though. Because yeah. it is about the kids. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, poo colour. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go that It's then. still about the kids. Well, that's a, that's a clean <laughs> nine out of ten. So... Keep your dad card, man. That's mm. that's pretty decent. Looks like you're ready to go. I'll take that. I'm glad I don't have to return my membership card. I hate to go back to my wife and say I've lost my dad membership. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're on your own. Good concentrating. In- instead, you're going to go home and be like, what colour was his poo tonight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's a bit of time for this. Shit dad moment of the week. That's... Um I still get a chuckle out of that. Oh, I do all the time. I have to step away from the mic because I'm giggling to myself. <laughs> With um, this song is pretty hard to beat. That's some pretty good uh, dad quiz, Brendan, mate. Um, what about shit dads, boys? I um, I've actually been on my best behaviour with a three-week-old, so I can't recall. And maybe it's just my. You know the fact that I'm uh, deprived of sleep at the moment, but um, you can't remember any shit moments. No, nah, so. but mine is a um, I'm, I'm going to my shit uncle moment. Oh yeah, yes. So it was so much better too because then I could just walk away, which is mm-hmm. why it was a shit uncle moment. Um, anyway, so niece and nephew up from Melbourne. It's been three years since we've seen them, so they're what, eleven and nine now, out on the trampoline, and I got my three year old off and said, oh yeah, I'm just going to teach him a couple things. Firstly, taught them to double bounce each other. Yep, good. Which then led to them showing me how they tackle. Good. Which then led to me stepping off the trampoline to get myself a beer to sit down, then watch them fight. Oh, good. <laughs> Very good. And all whilst is, letting is that the... <laughs> oh, mate, they'll sleep well tonight. <laughs> all while then letting the auntie and uncle come... Well, sorry, their mum and dad, my, my little one's auntie and uncle, to come in and fix that problem. Yeah, nice. Well, you sat back and had a cold one. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Yep. Yep. So, shit, shit uncle moment of the week. I'm actually bringing <laughs> something similar. Um, however, there's no relation to my shit dad moment. Um, however, he's a mate and it is his kid, So, and I'm a dad, so shit dad moment, I guess. But uh, having a few scoops last Friday night for his birthday and um, didn't get wild, but it was like it was, it was a good night and everyone was very rowdy. Um, his kids were still out and about running around in the garage around the pool table and um, we, we were all close with their their kids as well so they were coming up give us a cuddle and carrying on a bit and I was just like oi you again and just like playing silly buggers and I'd, I lifted this one up and like tipped her upside down and walked around the pool table with her getting a bit cocky really because it's like I'd had, had a few beers by then as well so I'm, I'm just like I probably shouldn't be carrying a kid upside down worst could happen but I'm a drunk dad so whatever anyway I was like that's it you're talking enough rubbish you're going in the bin so I went to put her in the um, the cans bin that all the boys were throwing right. their cans in. So, like, I didn't put her in the bin. I just sort of, like, aimed her in that area. And then I slipped. And then I've just, like, tried to to right my wrong. And I've, like, slipped again and flipped her over. And, not, like, I put her feet back on the ground and she's fallen straight backwards into a mate. Vodka and whatever he was drinking has just gone straight all over him. He's absolutely worn it. And the little girls just started crying and ran inside. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Beer. Beers. Beers. Get on the beers. I was going to say, at least mob was family. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they can't disown me. <laughs> His actually dad's, uh, dad's reaction was, I should be right. So can't go wrong. That's all right. <laughs> all right. What about you, Camo? Got anyone? I, um, yeah, I have one. 
week uh, went to one of the big four holiday parks. Uh, the first one we've been to, but I'm sure it won't be the last. And they've got a few of the pretty decent water slides. Uh, this was down at Nambucca Head. So managed to have a good little trip there. Um, my son, who's yeah, we're turning two soon, he's pretty adventurous and he was really keen to go on slides. Finally, it took a while, but I convinced him. There were two slides. One was like an open top one, one was a tunnel. Tunnel was the big fast one, big scary one. Took me a while, but I convinced him to go on that. So he started to love it until I, in the going down in the tunnel, lifted him up too high and whacked his head on the top of the <laughs> tunnel. And at speed as well. <laughs> and he's at the age where he gets fixated on things, like he'll just repeat it. So the whole time, every time we'd go up the stairs, he goes, "I hit my head. I hit my head. I hit my head." I'm like, "Yeah." It's all right. We won't go on that one again. We'll just go on the, the open top tunnel. Um, but lo and behold, when we were getting on that one, there's actually a bar, and I've got I docked his head on the bar as well. <laughs> on the other one. So I was like, all right, maybe that's enough slide for now. He's like, don't tell your mother. Don't tell your mother. And he gets straight down to mum. He's like, daddy bang, daddy bang. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, on repeat. I hit my head. I hit my head. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that? Hey, Brendan, uh, has your, your wife got back to you? Full disclosure, listeners, um, Brendan's very good at the moment, and uh, he's, but his memory's not quite right, so no. the, uh, the wife, he had to text the wife for some ideas. text the wife for some ideas for a shit dad moment, and this is legit her response. I don't think so. You haven't been a dad for that long yet. So, like, I don't know if my memory's <laughs> clouding me or whether she's correct, but I'd probably have to say, like, weekly, right? So Sunday morning is usually, like, our sleep-in day or specifically, more specifically, my sleep-in day <laughs> where I don't have to get up before 4.30 in the morning at all to go to the pool. So I like to sort of sleep a little bit longer, closer to 6 o'clock. <clears throat> this is where I like to use my deafness to its full tactical advantage. <laughs> <laughs> when you start a sentence, I like to use my deafness for my tactical <laughs> <Yeah>. advantage. <laughs> this is going, but this is great. So I, I don't know if it's like... I do it on purpose or like I just know that like when I start hearing noises and I'm like I quickly check the clock and it's like four o'clock and or like four thirty and I'm like, nah, not today, mate, not today. <laughs> so then I just like roll over onto my left ear, which is my good ear, and I don't hear anything again and I drift back to sleep for another good two hours or so and then wake up to six thirty. And then when I wake up I get a good look from the uh my wife who's is absolutely beautiful at that time of the morning and uh, has the full wrath of God in her eyes and said, so didn't want to get that one this morning. And so that's probably like literally like every Saturday over the last eight weeks. I didn't hear that one. Sorry, love. So that's, I think that's, I don't know how bad it is, but I probably am using my hearing to my advantage on those days, so I'll take that as my shit dad moment, I think. Mad if you don't, though, to be fair. That's that's, that's more points to your how dad are you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) I didn't hear him, I swear, love. (laughs) So, yeah, my usual excuse is that she's like, oh, did you hear him at three o'clock in the morning? And I just go, no, definitely not, didn't hear that. (laughs) No, you were snoring too loud, so I had to roll over onto my good ear. (laughs) <laughs> that hampered so, my abilities. Yeah, I think that's the best the best one I've got. I think No, that's good. From memory anyway. I, I may have taken a beverage into my wife the other day when she was getting her hair done, so I went and got her an ice trockey from her favourite place that she likes one from, which is just down the like a little walk from where she gets her hair done and so I was carrying Bodie and then I had the drink and Bodie and was trying to open the door to the hairdresser and get in and he was all fine and he was laughing with me while we were waiting for coffee and the the ice jockey at this point and we get inside and i i can't specifically remember or not but i may have accidentally bumped his head on the door on the way in because the minute i got to brit to drop off her iced coffee he launched into like the full really sad face I'm about to crack it cries if something had hurt so I don't know if I had bumped his head on the way in or not but I don't know so maybe that one as well but who knows that is awesome <laughs> now uh, that wraps up our our episode we've just lost Cam on the live feed because um, I forgot to bring my <laughs> my laptop charger <laughs> 
your face is priceless <laughs> when that computer. Like wide eyes, like oh shit. Anyway, uh, so we've lost Cam. Sorry about that, Camo. Um, nice to meet you, mate. It was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when the episode comes out on Thursday, you'll hear the hear the uh, the farewell. But yeah, appreciate that. Um, do you have any lasting dad advice? I know you haven't been a dad for that long, but you seem to have done a lot of stuff for the wife, so that's probably some pure just gold. Just have fun with it. It's my main thing in life. Like, if you're not having fun, then I'm just like, well, why are you doing it? So, um, and like, I'm finding ways to have fun as a dad. No, I never thought I would. So, I think that's the most important thing in life altogether is just find ways to have fun. Did you know you wanted to be a dad? Nah, definitely not. I purely because I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be as good, like as good as what my dad was with me, or what my wife's dad was uh, with her and her two sisters. You just kind of see, watch these people, and you're like, yeah, I've got, I've got no shot. But like over the last four months, I'm like, oh, I reckon I can give it a crack. We'll, we'll get pretty close, I reckon. Awesome. So um, yeah, I'll see how it goes. That's so good. Well, we, you've. <laughs> it's been a really good chat, mate. Like we've gone, been going just over an hour now, and um, like, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. No, no, could no, listen no, for is, a long time. Yeah. Very motivational, very humble. Really appreciate you taking the time to come and have a chat to us. So, thanks yeah. again, and um, yeah, hopefully everything goes well for you. And um, yeah, if you if you ever want to want to come back on, or you want some some shitty dad vice or you want to yeah. give some dad vice come back when we get to the toddler stage and we'll see how I'm going there that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'd be cool alright so listeners don't forget to um, get onto the Smashing Fibers web- website just in time for Mother's Day they've got a 40% off all hoodies um, you don't need a code for this one although you could try the ship shit free code just quietly I've just thought of that now so you might, you might just get that 40% off and, and free. free shipping sorry <laughs> smashing fibers to do that to you but maybe that'll that's a, a sweetener for more people to go do it but no I really really appreciate um, smashing fibers support we also really appreciate the support of better accounting at Hendra who allow us to use their office um, to record our episodes um, next month that sort of wraps up uh, special guest month uh, we saved an absolute belter for the last episode so thanks again Brendan Hall um, multiple Paralympian next month in May because it's Mother's Day month uh, we are going to feature some shit mummery so we are going to go some shit mum podcast um, so listen in for that dob your wife in obviously no one's going to dob their wife in but if anyone uh, <laughs> are there any no, mums out there sorry. We, we will not name you no, you can no, dob no. your wives in that's right we just won't name you that's yes. right that's correct <laughs> send it through <laughs> so yeah if, you, if you're if you a mum out there listening and you want to get involved because you think oh I've got a better story than that please do because we are always keen to hear it um, but yeah so shit mum month coming up in May uh, and that wraps up this episode 35. So in the week ahead, be the safety net for your kids, not the loaded gun. Hide when they're annoying, but still have some fun. Work on your dad bod. Don't be an angry sod. And when the shit hits the fan, be there for them. Don't run for the kids. G'day listeners, um, we've post-episode now with Brendan Hall. What an absolute belter of an episode it was. Although in the setup and the um, the pack-up, we had an absolute comedy of errors, including our text late text message from Matt from Smashing Fibers, who did mention that uh, in the text earlier in the day that there was no code required for 40% off a women's hoodie. The special is 40% off women's hoodie still. However, you still have to use the code hoodie at checkout. Uh, <laughs> so make sure you throw that code hoodie in at checkout for 40% off. And in the comments, be a legend and let them know that Shit Dad podcast sent you. Have a great week, legends. See ya.